Building the future on the field and in Jack London Square. It's now time to go inside the bill for an in-depth look at what it takes to build the most unique and creative ballpark in sports history. This is the build. We're going to lead off with the president, Dave Cavill, joining us here on the field. A's cast live. Doesn't get any better. How good is this day today? I'm telling you, this is as good as it gets. Down here on the field, the sun is out. We're getting ready for a three-game homestand, and... And we're in a pennant race, so let's make this thing happen. It's like it's it's so hard to keep up. Like you're always looking over at the scoreboard, and now you know Houston's come back to the pack. The A's have won two games. Red Sox got major issues with COVID. Yankees are playing horrible. Blue Jays are hot. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a toss up. Yeah. I mean, it's a toss up, and I think every day is another adventure. And we just got to obviously take care of our own games and. Uh, see what happens but I feel good about where we are and it's an exciting time for the franchise I mean when you think about what this team has been through this year and and, you know knowing what Bob has had to deal with it just really shows after you know we went through that 60 game quick thing we now remember again what 162 was like you you get exposed and there's times where you see your strengths it's just it's crazy when you play this many games well and that's why it's great having a guy like bob melvin as our skipper because i think he can keep the even keel to get through the ups and the downs and certainly with riding the wave this year we have had a lot of ups and downs and so we just have to finish strong focus on you know winning the games that we definitely should win you know beating teams like you know the texas rangers and just picking up you know actually room in the standings so that's where things are right now and one of the things that i've really enjoyed here in the second half, and ever since we picked up Starling Marte, kind of reminds us, like, you and I have watched baseball a long time, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It, it kind of reminds I mean, he's kind of like Ricky Henderson, or it's like a Tim Raines. It's fun kind of seeing old-school baseball again. It's so dynamic to see how he can change the game. One player, his speed is just so dangerous. And you could see it the other day where he gets on, and the next thing you know, a couple wild pitches, stolen base, and he's he's his home, you know. It's like he's like it's like incredible. Like they had that pickoff attempt, and the next thing you know, the guys are scoring. It was just unbelievable to watch that, and the fans really get behind it. It's super fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've gotten so used to walks, home runs, and strikeouts. He's just very refreshing, and so is is Jay Hay and Jan Gomes. I mean, a guy that you bring in, incredible, who has that great experience as. I mean, you have to be proud of the organization, what you guys did at the deadline. Oh, I think David and Billy did a tremendous job of bringing some new energy, bringing some folks in who have experience, including postseason experience, and they made an immediate impact. And I think, you know, that's really a credit to them and really all the moves they made right at the end there to to put that together. And I get the calls all the time from the fans, and they're complaining, but I'm, I'm like, listen, management and John Fisher took on money. Yes. They made the commitment. Yes. Can you speak to that? Because I, I get hammered well, all the time. Well, I mean, time. I think the thing that people need to remember is that, you know, we feel like we're in a window to compete, and, you know, we are spending at the highest level we ever have um, as a franchise in our history, you know. And I think, you know, while it's not at the same as the Dodgers or something like that, we have made the necessary investments, especially at the trade deadline, um, to try to put ourselves in as strong a position as possible. And I, I, every once in a while, run into Mr. Fisher at the ballpark. People really need to understand he loves owning this franchise. Yeah, and loves baseball. And, you know, I've been working with John for over 10 years, and, you know, we have a lot of great things we've worked on together, whether it's the soccer stadium in San Jose, PayPal Park, and the Quakes, and obviously everything that we've done here. Uh, it's been very exciting, and, and, you know, we have some bright, bright days ahead of us and a bright future 
and we just have to take it day to day to get there. How much does winning on the field help with what you're trying to do off the field? Oh, it, it matters in a major way. And, you know, I think having that energy of winning the games and being a contender and showing what a winning franchise means to a community to build esteem, quality of life, bring people together, super important. Now, I, I wanted to start out with baseball because right? every single time people talk to you, they want to go directly to the stadium. But still, we're a, we're a baseball show, and it's about this team, and it's about getting to the postseason. Uh, do you want to start here, Oakland, Bay Area? You want to start Vegas? Where well, do you want to start? Well, we got parallel paths, so we can yeah. start on either path. You know. Okay, so where are, we, where are we with Oakland, Alameda, County? Where are we with these two? Well, there's a lot of processes, nine or ten, that are going on here in Oakland um, to get the ballpark approved and get us to the point where we can put a shovel in the ground. That includes everything from you know, um, design guidelines and planning documents. We had our big meeting of the design review board this last week, and so that was an important step to get through the planning commission. We have the environmental impact report. We have the Bay Conservation and Development Commission. So all these processes are going on, and we're investing time and effort and meetings every week to make that happen. But the one that we're still a part on is really the economic terms with the city. And we're kind of taking a wait-and-see approach to see if the county is going to join the deal or not. That's a big unknown. The county sent a couple letters indicating they are not. And that would be very detrimental and difficult for us to make this all work if they stayed on the sidelines. What, what, what did it mean when they said they're not going to vote? Well, I mean, that's if they don't take a vote and they don't indicate they want to do it, I mean, that's basically another way of saying no. So, you know, not having them participating or active in making it work, I think, is a concern because the city's proposal to us, the one that, you know, we didn't necessarily agree with, it it really depends on the county without the county the thing kind of collapses and so not having the county solidly behind it you know is is cause for concern well i can tell you the you know the details are so above my pay grade right and 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 you know reading all this stuff but you'll have people that will say hey the city's basically agreed to everything you want is that true no, we, we are still apart. You know, I, I've heard that in the me- media, and I've, I've tried to address it when I can. There are still major gaps on things like the offsite infrastructure, some of the community benefits um, that, that, that don't work right now and that are very different from what we proposed. But I think the biggest one is this, whether or not the county participates or not. You know, there was a way we set it up where the county didn't need to participate, but the city didn't want to go that direction. So we're really taking a wait-and-see approach to see if the county will jump on board or not we're disappointed that they're obviously not voting in September, as they said, but maybe they could vote in October. I don't know. I mean, we're waiting to see. That's interesting. So you had a plan that was just A's and city. A's and city, exactly. And no county. city yeah. went, no, no, we've always done business with these guys. We want the county back in. Yeah, and I think the county and the city have a tortured relationship. I yeah. mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it feels like a movie, you know, the, like all the ups and downs that they've had and the JPA and the other sports teams and the deals that went bad and and you know our deal is just so different you know we're we're paying for everything we're paying for the stadium we're paying for the infrastructure all we're saying is hey some of the tax revenue that our project generates can be used to pay us back that's really what we're trying to do here and it's something that's been done in a lot of their projects including mission bay where the giants you know play down in that area and the warriors 
and we're just hoping that we can take those other projects and their model and port it over here to Oakland. You know, and, and you got to remember that we're one of 30 teams. In the end, there's the parent company that is Major League Baseball. That's right. That's right. You've got to report back to them. What do they think about the progress here? Well, I think the biggest challenge in Oakland has always been the timeline. You know, it's like we've spent, you know, it's almost five years since I started as team president. Almost four years just working. Ex- five years? Yes, almost wow. four years exclusively on Howard after the Laney project fell through. And so that's a long time to not have had a definitive vote. And we've invested, obviously, countless hours and hundreds of millions of dollars and, you know, all our time and, and effort to get to this point. And we haven't given up. We're still fighting as hard as we can to do it. But we need to get answers and know. Because if not, we can't spend another five years just waiting to see if it can get approved. We cannot let the process be the product. You know, it's, and it's almost like people kind of forget about the history of what's been going on. And as someone who covered the Raiders, covered the Warriors, and, of course, been covering the A's for a long time, I know what Rick Welts tri- didn't do here. Mm-hmm. I know what Mark Bedane didn't do here. Mm-hmm. So whatever the media tries to spin – there's no question you have spent more time trying to stay in Oakland and get a ballpark in Oakland than the Warriors or the Raiders ever did. Well, I mean, we've, we've sincerely tried in every possible way. You know, my mandate when I came here, my first press conference almost five years ago was, hey, we see Oakland as a strength. We're going to do everything we can to get a, a ballpark approved in an urban downtown location. And that's why we originally tried the Laney site. That was rejected. We pivoted to the site that mayor wanted that the city wanted on the waterfront, and we've been fighting tooth and nail to pull that off. And the vision is incredible. We're talking about an incredible waterfront ballpark, a rooftop park, you know, 3,000 units of housing. How much do we need housing in the Bay Area? Kind of like a lot. You know, a whole basically ballpark village down there reimagining the waterfront. What a positive thing. And so we just need to do everything we can to keep the pressure on to get that to approval. And if we can't get to an approval, well, that's kind of their, their way of saying no. You know, that's the thing. Like, going sideways is not really an option anymore because we're really running out of time here at the Coliseum. Yeah, I think where our offices are down there, and I think about the great fan fests. We've Fabulous. Had, they were incredible. incredible. I mean, you have the backdrop. You're yes. standing on the stage, Tally. and there's thousands yes. of people. You're yes. like, this is – and the cranes. And you're that's like, money shot. It's like it's a, no, money. It's a no-brainer. I know. I know. And we had 30,000 people there, and they all got in and out fine. You know, all the concerns about traffic and parking yes. and transportation and – and railroad and everything. And that was before we even invested all the infrastructure. So, like, I know that area can work. You've seen it in other areas like downtown San Francisco with, with uh, the Giants. And it's all about the will to get to a yes and to get the project approved. And that's what we're fighting for. How do you feel right now about whether you can get it done or not? It's hard to say. You know, I continue to, you know, push as hard as I can to, to you know, put all the resources in place and get to a positive vote. I think we really need to see a definitive vote by the end of the year. You know, like, obviously, it's nice that they even voted on it. It wasn't what we wanted, but they did take a non-binding vote. But we need a vote that's binding. It's easy to take a non-binding vote. Like, we have put our proposal out there almost three years ago. Yeah, there's a difference between dating and marriage. Yes, exactly. We all know that. We all know that. So what I'm I'm saying, as a guy's been married 20 years, I understand that. So I think what we need to do is make sure we get to that definitive vote. And everything is there to get there. It's about whether or not there's the political will and the courage to call the question and to put it in front of the council and hopefully get a yes. And I say on the postgame show all the time, 
And, you know, people, once again, they want to forget what's happened recently. I worked for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I lost money when they left. Yep. I lost my TV gig. Yep. I lost yep. my radio gig. Yep. But I lived that. And I remember, and, and no one took more phone calls on the radio than I did about the subject. Yeah, exactly. And everybody poo-pooed Vegas. Everybody said smaller markets, not going to work. Da-da. And it's happening again. The exact same things yeah. from the media in the Bay Area is happening again. It's like you're repeating yourself. Well, I mean, there's obviously on the other parallel path in, in southern Nevada, there's a tremendous amount of support for a Major League Baseball team down there. You know, you have the elected leaders who are pushing very hard um, in the same way they did with the Raiders to see if it's possible. We've spent a great deal of time. We've spent, you know, had five trips down there already. We have a sixth trip planned for next week. Um, we're getting, you know, the sites, our arms around what could be a final couple sites. And so a lot of progress is being made very quickly uh, because of the different development environment in Las Vegas, as opposed to California. And so even though we haven't spent five years down there, we, we've made a lot of progress and we're seeing a lot of positive results. And so, you know, that's an important step part of the process because we need to know what options we have as a franchise. We cannot continue to play here at the Oakland Alameda Coliseum. This place is 10 years past its useful life. We only have a lease through 2024. We have to find a solution to this 20-year saga. And what I've also been saying on the postgame show – is no matter what, this is a win for Vegas because you guys in Major League Baseball are exploring this market. So if the A's do stay here in Oakland, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of investigations, and baseball baseball is going to be in Las Vegas. Wouldn't you? I think all the sports eventually will be there. I mean, it's just there's 42 million tourists. You know, it's become kind of a sports and entertainment mecca. You know, in the entire world, and so I think you will eventually see that. Um, the timing of those things is obviously unknown and how the A's play into that is an unknown too. But, you know, we remain committed to having the two parallel paths going to, you know, respecting the league's decision that, you know, we really need to get options as a franchise because we cannot have a major league team without a major league stadium. And we are desperately close to that reality. What's it like dealing with the people in Las Vegas, the powers that be? Well, I mean, everyone's been very gracious and open to considering a Major League Baseball team and the A's relocating. You know, we're spending a lot of time on market feasibility as well as venue selection. Those have been kind of the two key things. We've looked at a lot of different sites. We've met with the landowners. We've met with a lot of partners like the resort owners, like you know, the big casinos, to understand the local market, the mix of locals versus tourists, understanding the different locations, traffic, parking, other events you could host at the venue, all these things are important to making a big decision, uh, but a lot of progress is being made and continues to be made. But yet, the San Francisco Chronicle, and you can see it on sfgate.com, is going to tell you, we've investigated it, and no one knows anything, and no one's, you know. It's like, why? Well, I mean, we've always struggled with the SF-based media. You know, obviously, they have a different agenda than Oakland and the East Bay. Um, ever since the tri- you know, Oakland Tribune kind of ceased to exist, there isn't really a media market in the East Bay. And because of that, since and this, I dealt with this in San Jose, too, when I had yeah. the earthquakes, um, you really have everything coming out of San Francisco. So the, everything is kind of biased to that direction. And that means some of these satellite entities, and they're not exactly satellites. San Jose has a million people. Oakland and the East Bay is like two and a half million people. They don't necessarily get as much focus as the city. And I think that's a real challenge for us as we've tried to advance this project and get it to, get it approved. Yeah, the Merck's not what it used to be. No, it's, I mean, that's just owned by a bunch of private equity or whatever. You know, they've really gutted their operation, and they're not what they used to be. 
you know, that used to be one of the best when Knight Ritter had it and they had the big thing down in San Jose. That was one of the best publications in the country. At what point is it just exhausting? Well, I never feel that way. You know, for me, it's energizing to try to solve all the problems. So I'd be, I'd I don't be feel that way. Like, you know, are you no. kidding me? No, that's that's actually not. I mean, I like the really complicated things and trying to solve them. So, no, that's that's really not something. I don't know. It's just kind of my my character and who I am. But by the same token, I really feel an obligation to our fans, to our players, to the other teams in the league, to actually bring this to some type of resolution. We cannot continue to play here as is. And people have seen this with the inability to invest long-term in our players, not having the revenue streams that other teams have, not having the player amenities that other facilities have. We have got to move into the 21st century. Yes. And it has got to happen as soon as possible. There is an urgency. And I wake up every day just with that focus. And that's why we have these two options, you know, Oakland and Las Vegas, to see where we can get to as quickly as possible. On another note, and we'll end on this. Last night, uh, an incredible football game, and Tom Brady's 44 and still playing. But are you excited about your Cleveland Browns? Absolutely. I was just talking to Bassett Baker? about it. I mean, I'm only a little worried. Like, whenever the expectations are high for the Browns, <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it blows up for us. So I'm like, oh, I'm a little cautious. But, I mean, the way the team has so much talent and so many pieces and Chubb and Hunt and, and Baker, I think, is an incredible leader. As someone, our family's had season tickets to the Browns since 46, so we're very hopeful that we can have a Super Bowl season. Yeah, it used to be Bernie Kosar's not walking through that door. No, no, no. <laughs> Brian Seip, baby. Brian Seip. Don't remember. Sight. He's a California guy. I love at Brian Seip. At a San Diego State. Yes. Um, yes. You know, it's so interesting. It's that the Browns, it's like, it's, it's really like so many people in the NFL want to see you guys take down the Steelers. Oh, they, including me. Right? <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like, there is a buzz. When you start seeing Brown stuff oh, yeah. around the country, it's kind of like you, you, your franchise is kind of a chic franchise right now. I never thought I'd hear that. Right? <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, I think we've played of our last 16 home openers or, you know, opening games. We have one tie and 15 losses. So we, we do not have a good track record. So this would be a new era. So we're going into a new zone, which is not a bad thing. Hey, when you got a quarterback that's got swagger, you're in every game. I agree. It matters. It, so. it matters big time. Well, hey, it's great to see you. Thanks for having me, guys. I, I know you got a lot going on. And once again, we always thank you for, for everything you guys do for us. Uh, greatest job I've ever had and to be able to. And even like Tony LaRusso comes over and goes, fabulous. Wow, this is amazing. Like, we're the only team in baseball that does this, a live show from the field. We're breaking new ground, and you're making it happen, Tony. You're You're the best. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.